0: Theo, if I was going to write you a nutrition plan, what would be your goal? Man, I want to eat like a man and look like an athlete. If I was to write you a plan, what would it have to be? You know, it would really have to be simple and stress-free. Lucky for you, I just wrote a book. Wow, really? Yeah, it's called Eat Like a Man, Look Like an Athlete. Perfect! It's simple and stress-free. Where can I find it? You can find it in the show notes today. I'll click now. <laughs> Real talk. Guys, this one is for you, not for the ladies. If you want an opportunity to read my new uh, latest ebook, it's called Eat Like a Man, Look Like an Athlete. And it's a stress free nutrition guide that literally breaks it down. It's super simple, gives you the foods you need to eat, what you need to eat, how you need to eat it, uh, what time you need to eat how to adjust it according to your schedule, your lifestyle, your training, all that good stuff so it takes you through everything. With that, you actually get access to a private Facebook forum to give you constant accountability and access to me so I can help you with your nutrition and answer any training questions you might have. So what you need to do, you need to go to the show notes, click the link, it'll take you to a landing page, it'll break down everything that's included. Once you click purchase, it'll take you to PayPal After you purchase the book, return to merchant, and then you'll actually get your copy in the mail, and you'll get free access to the group after that. Um, If you go through this process and you have any trouble, just hit me up, and uh, we'll get you going.
1: You said something that, you know, I I started to think about. As well, and it was something that, uh, of course, um, Gary, Gary Vaynerchuk said, <laughs> yeah. and it was about quality versus quantity, right? And um, how most people are so focused on putting out quality content that sometimes, you know, they they judge themselves too hard and they end up don't putting out content, which I'm mm. definitely guilty of that. Oh, Maybe I'm, time. you know, I could definitely be more consistent. I think that I'm actually a lot more consistent than I have been um, ever. Uh, but at the same time, like go ahead and go ahead and explain it. Cause I don't, I, I don't remember exactly how you put it or, or how he said it. Cause I didn't, I didn't listen to it. I didn't hear it, but so he's big on like micro in the micro. We need to think speed in the macro.
0: We need to think patience. And I've been really applying that to what I do lately. So the micro would be the day to day, week to week, just the daily grind, like what you need to get done. Right. Um, the small frame, the macro is the big picture. Like where is your business going to be? Where's your body going to be? Where's your life going to be? in five years, 10 years, 20 years, you know what I mean? So building that foundation, that you need to be patient for. It's about building a legacy. So his whole thing was somebody asked him for the micro, the content that you're putting out, is it quality or quantity? And the funny thing is, is if you look at Gary V's content, it's really good quality. But he referred back to, he was like, when I was shooting Wine Library, it was shit, like horrible quality, but I did it so much. And that's what's important is quantity, not quality, because Quality is subjective, right? I can post something today and you two hate it, but Steven something likes it, hires me for coaching and it, and it gets something further, right? He refers me a friend, I can build business on or whatever, right? right? right. Versus me like not putting something out because I'm worried that somebody's not gonna like it, right? So no matter what you put, even the great stuff that you put out, somebody's gonna hate it. right? And like that's that was the big thing I took away is like, fuck man, like no matter what I put out, somebody's gonna shit on it and just be okay with that because no, it, and then you like spend hella time getting it done and then somebody
1: still shits on it. So it's like, just keep putting shit out yeah. for me. I, I want to make sure that it's okay by my own standards. Yeah. You know? Like, yeah. And that's not an excuse to literally just
0: be posting. Right. Bullshit. but right. Have some meaning in it. Yeah. But I think like, I think most people that are in our situation can agree with this is we're almost a perfectionist. And that's like, mm-hmm. you're, you're like, uh, what is good quality to you or what is meaningful to you is even higher in your standards right. than mine when I'm looking at you. Like I'll see some you post and be like, damn, that's dope. And you're probably shitting on it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because yeah. you're your biggest critic. So I think that's important to remember, like, okay, this is good enough. right like, don't overthink it too much. But that's why I set reminders for content, man, because it's like it keeps going off and then I'll remind an hour, remind an hour, and I'm like, okay, I gotta post something. Yeah. Like get it out. Sometimes they're like longer posts. Sometimes that's why like sometimes you'll see me do just like a lifestyle shot and it's a quote. Because I'm like, okay, what's
1: a good quote that I've read recently, and I'll post that. Yeah. But it's funny how how things can change from like different areas of your life, right? Like how I approach like social media is different than how I approach the stuff that I do, uh, like on a day to day basis, right? And and now it's now it's changed. But if we, if we think about programming, um, you know, I was actually talking to uh, our intern Eric. Um, about this the other day and he was like you know what are some good resources for program design like who would you like what's some good reading material or or, you know how did you learn how to program the way you do and uh, I said look like my best resource was Luca obviously I saw him every day the the dude's been doing it for 15 plus years Um, obviously asking him questions and, and having him critique my shit was the best thing that I could have done but here's all these other names but on the other side of that it was don't necessarily focus on all these different uh, platforms that you can use or all these different, um, uh, what should I say? Like uh, modalities. Uh, yeah. Equipment. Right, right, right. Yeah. So like focus on movement patterns and then just explore that and then program in that way. And so I kind of explained to him, this is how, this is how I program. Right. And this is what I approach. So if you notice that if you ever do my training sessions, if you're burnt out, like your whole body is smoked or Like, it's not just, like, oh, shit, my shoulders and, like, my quads are just on fire today. Like, that's okay for a finisher. Mm -hmm. But, like, if if your whole training session is based around that, especially, like, you know, when when it's a higher-intensity training program and you're coming in uh, day-to-day and that's what you feel, like, most people are are in, like, this hunched state anyway, right? like And their flexors are super tight, so we got to get them to open up. So it's just, you know, and, and... Again, like the, where that translated into or, or how that transitioned into what we're talking about now is like, man, like I did, I don't know how many training programs that I've written over the last four years. Like it's gotta be thousands. Man. Yeah. It's crazy. Like it's, it's a ridiculous amount, but it took a lot of trial and error and that's essentially what, you know, pro- programming is right. Like you have to, you, you got to write so much that it's not all going to be quantity, like yeah. quality. And there's, there's been programs that were absolutely shit, but I learned from it. And I think and you got to put yourself through it too. Right.
0: Because then you can, even though you don't have bad posture, you can go through something and like see how it feels on mm-hmm. your body. Cause even though your flexors aren't in a short and tight and stressed position, if you overdo something, you'll feel it there. Right. right. So, but I mean, and then there's the case where like specialization, because there's going to be guys out there listening. It's like, well, fuck man. Like I want to build my shoulders and chest. Mm-hmm. Like, so I have to do a lot of anterior dominant stuff. So in those cases, you can do some specialization stuff, but you just got to make sure you're doing a lot of rowing throughout the week or in your warm up or whatever, just taking care of your body. You yep. know what I mean? But, um, I've actually would rather have somebody do more frequency throughout the week on that muscle group than a full day. Cause it's like, I remember like way back we used to do, there was that one Christian Thibodeau program we did in six th- weeks of superhero was that it where you pick a specialization day which was kind of dope if you think about it you got your split and then your fifth day is like whatever body part you want to build which i think is dope but if yours is chest it's all pressing which is just not healthy Mm -hmm. you know what i mean so i think there's a there's a time and place for it but shout out to eric because man he freaking has been asking a A lot of questions questions because he asked me all those questions too and i sat there and talked to him for a long time about it and it's good that he didn't just come to me and be like yo what do you think about programming and listen everything i say and be done he Right after that, he walked right up to you. Yo, what do you think? You know what I mean? Like, and then it's the same conversation just yeah. from a different perspective. Yeah. So
2: he actually came up to me the other day and um, had asked me how my like ninety day goals were, and um, <clears throat> that we had worked on in our group. And I told him that uh, sort of that similar thing. I'm my own worst enemy where it, it's I feel like I've raised the bar too high for myself that I'm preventing myself from putting anything out there. And I'll have an idea, I'll write it down, but then. It's, it loses its excitement because I think of something else. And then I sort of manifest on that and never end up putting anything out there. And, um, we talked about that and then 10 minutes go by and he comes over to me and I thought he had talked to you guys and he said, all right, I'm going to challenge you. You got to start working. You got to start putting stuff out and, and just doing it. And I was like, who told you that? Like who, I thought one of you guys put him up to it and he said, no. And I was like, what? I was like, I was like, you went and told that and yeah so good for him man i
0: mean and that's the biggest thing like i had a guy in the group today like i posted uh, in a different group um for my online clients uh like we have our own little facebook group and i was talking to them about i listened to a podcast with a guy that wrote the one thing that book which i was just gonna say bro you should probably that, read that book it's super the valuable one the one thing super valuable but he was talking about that and I kind of challenged them like, look, you guys are all really on top of your body because you've been coaching with me and we're all like dialed in on that and we're posting in here on a daily basis. But like, where are you at with the rest of your life? Body being balanced business kind of style. And then I was like, pick one thing and attack it. Don't pick all of them. So they were all going through it. And one guy was like, man, I've been trying to wake up earlier and knock out this routine more efficient." blah, blah, blah. And it was the same thing. I was like, just do it. Yeah. And he was like, well, how do you think? I was like, just fucking do it. Yeah. Well, what, what about just do it? Right. Like before he could even like ask about the questions, because I know he's going to listen to this before he could ask me, like, how do I do this? What should I think about this? I literally was like taking action is the fastest path. Like, You just got to fucking do it. And it's the same thing. Right. Um, But the guy on the one thing was talking about. He was like uh, he's a millionaire now. Right. And he owns this big uh, company with these two guys who he was presenting to. um, What's the real estate company? Keller. Keller Williams. So the guy that owns that wrote the book. So they started a sub company and he was pitching his idea to these guys and he came in, he was like, I thought I was simplified it because they're all about the one thing. He was like, I had three tasks like here's the goal, here's priority number one, number two, and number three. So he broke down priority number one, the guys had a bunch of questions. Then he moved on to number two. Broke that down. The guy had another question about number one. So he answered the question. He's like, we're good? And he's like, yeah. Okay. So move back to number two. Finish that. Good. Yeah. Move to number three. And then the guy had more questions about number one. Like he kept bringing it back. And then he goes, do me a favor and rip the paper uh, right before number two. He was like, nothing matters until you complete number one. Then talk to me. And it was just like, damn. And we all get this clutter brain where we're focusing on like, okay, I'm going to do this. Then it's going to come to this. Then I'm going to lead to this. Yeah. No, just fucking do the one thing and just keep doing that and just master that. And once that's taken care of, move on to the next thing.
2: Which is interesting because in one of my other coaching groups for like content creators and all of that, um, a question this week, someone had asked like, what's your biggest hang up? And someone had said to um, our coach, like, you know, is it more important to put out the best quality like once a week? Or is it better to say, turn out a lot more content more frequently? and he said do it rather than think about it yep so it it sort of resonates to everything yeah
0: and that's why and that's why like we were talking about snapchat there's Snapchat. like i was talking to uh, chris about it this morning too he kind of goes on twitter and then like he's like i still do a little snapchat but then you know there's facebook and stories now and there's instagram we're talking about it's like man i just i'm really just like instagram facebook you pick your thing and then instagram kind of transfers over i tweak a couple things to make it relevant to facebook but trying to do too much is like just it won't get you anywhere and and you can apply that to your body so easily right, right. And, and okay let's bring this back to programming that's like probably number one worst thing you can do in programming it's like okay i'm gonna write this program my goal is i want to get really fucking strong i'm gonna build hell of muscle and i want to burn fat while i'm doing it and it's like okay bro well that's three things <laughs> your program is gonna attack one thing right like you can maybe work on like mobility and strength or like a little bit of hypertrophy and strength but you really gotta like 75% of whatever your goal or your program is needs to be targeted to as goal. So if it's hypertrophy, two-thirds of your training program, three-fourths of your training program should be based on hypertrophy. Right. You know what I mean? Then the one-fourth, one-third can be mobility and strength work just because you got to keep maintaining. But I think that's a big downfall with a lot of people. And I fell victim to that over and over again, especially when it comes to nutrition. It's like you can't diet and build muscle. Right. Like, it's crazy. So... How do we want to break this down? Because, I mean, we're going to go over... I mean, the the plan today was for programming, correct? Yep. Um, you know, you guys know how we do this. No script. We just start going off. But I think, like, what my mindset was is, like, if somebody from the outside in is looking at, like, I want to learn how to build a program, there's going to be some foundational things that we need to cover. Warm-up, which is pretty much mobility. So, like, what are you going to attack there? Um, the program structure... Um, depending on your goal, which is going to be, you know, I mean, your power, your, your strength, your hypertrophy, your metabolic again, and then cardio, I think, and recovery. Like those are the four things that we really got to focus on, right? Um, and I think even if, I know like the way we program, a lot of our templates are s- like structured along those same lines, whether your goal is hypertrophy, strength, or fat loss, the exercise selection, the reps and sets and volume, that's where that stuff kind of tweaks, yep. right? Yep. So let's start with warm up. I mean, like, how would you like in fact like why don't you just diagnose? since this is kind of like you're gonna take the the lead role here, like what's your like if you were diagnosing me for like, okay, Cody's gonna I'm gonna create a program, how would you go about the warm up?
1: So I would have you first of all, like foam rolling is great. I think that everybody should do it. Um I don't think that you need to spend fifteen to twenty minutes and it's it's interesting because uh John Rustin touched on this when um you know, when he was here and that's something that Uh, that I've been implementing for uh, some time now. I don't know exactly how long Um, that you don't need to spend. And we've talked about this in a previous episode, too. You don't need to spend a a shit ton, a shit ton of time on the foam roller. So for you, I would say you need to work on hip flexors, um, uh, TFL. um, So everything around your hips. Um, as well as like rolling out like your bigger, mu- bigger muscles, like lats and stuff like that, because you tend to be super tight, right. um, in, in those areas. Um, so opening that up and then just doing specific drills to now, uh, get into like an extended range of motion, um, with, uh, with that muscle group. Right. So for like hips, like, you know, even like a Spider-Man lunge, if you focus more on hip extension, opening up the flexors, right. um, and then like. Uh, a, a great one for you is also like a, a hang from a bar, yeah. right? And breathing through each one of those those movements, um, or in, and even just that hang, you're gonna you're gonna see a significant increase so, in range. of it, motion. And obviously, Theo wa- has watched me train. He knows like we talk about like
0: what's bugging me, all that stuff. But I think like for people out there listening, I think the key thing here is is pick one to three like major points in your mm-hmm. body that are weak or need uh, rehabilitation essentially, right. right? Need to be like opened up, released, whatever you want to call it. Because for me, like you said, like my lats are always tight. So like, and I, I didn't really fully understand until I started boxing. Cause I couldn't even fully extend right for a punch. Um, and then obviously my hips cause my low back. So yeah. like, we know those are my two points. So I'm going to work on those two, but people out there, you need to think about specific to what is it bugging you? Whatever movement patterns are, are not are weak for you or specific to your sport or whatever it is. Right. If you need a lot of thoracic mobility and extension for your sport, then maybe that's something you work on. Right. But like pick one to three things. Don't be a victim of the 45 minute warm up doing head to right. toe. Right. Yeah. Like
1: and you're actually going to burn yourself out that way. Yeah. too, And you're going to perform. Uh, it, it's going to hurt your performance one well, that's
0: what like why i hated we talked <clears throat> to max about that that's why i hated mobility and i tried to like avoid right. it it's because once i finally did it i it felt like, smoked yeah like yeah. i tried to do everything and i was like "Dude, i can't even lift now right. and then i was like fuck this i'm never doing it yeah. <laughs> like so yeah
1: but um the other thing that i think that most people uh leave alone or don't really pay attention to is uh like a lacrosse ball on their feet so if i was to pick uh let's just Let's generalize this for a second. So if I was to pick three for everybody that they should focus on foam rolling or um, uh, just soft tissue work in general, I would say the bottom of your feet. So use a lacrosse ball, roll out your feet, uh, hip flexors, um, and either, either traps or um, uh, like their chest. Right. And so that's where a lot of people tend to be more wound up. And the reason I say traps is because um, that's where we carry a lot of stress. Yeah. Right. And especially from, you know, that that rounded posture. And it could even just be from maybe you're walking around all day. But if you're like, let's say you're on a stressful phone call and uh, your client or your boss or whoever, your coworker makes you feel like shit and it's just it's it's super stressful and you're just not enjoying yourself right you you tend to do this and, and lose confidence yeah, and shoulders around shoulder. forward exactly so those three things again i you know that's that's super general but a lot of people especially you know uh my athletes who i have who who run right who do marathons or uh 10ks or 12ks or whatever you want to call it um if their back is bothering them, a lot of times I just have them roll out their feet before they yeah. before they start deadlifting or squatting, and it makes a world of difference. Right. So, um, I mean, yeah, I mean, you could just start with those three things, but again, yeah, like you said, like the just arch picking, of your foot, right, right, like, just so people understand yeah.
0: how to do it, yep. um, and actually apply a little bit of pressure, right, and just roll around because the fascia lining all ends up at the bottom of your foot, is which is why. So they've found that if you unravel the bottom of your foot, it can kind of loosen up the rest of your tissue on your yep. body, which is really a game changer. I just don't think like sitting there and rolling your foot on a ball just doesn't feel like it's gonna do a whole lot. Right. But in, in return it does. So that's the first thing is gonna be um programming in your mobility or or your warm up and making sure you attack those one or three things. The next thing I would say is probably activation. Mm-hmm. Like that's usually what I go for. And I would just suggest people like the easiest way to do this is no matter what you're gonna prime something on your posterior chain no matter what. It's either going to be glutes or hams or both, or it's going to be traps, upper back, rear delts, or it's going to be lats. So the way I program it is if I have somebody doing full body and I know they're going to be doing a deadlift, I prime the glutes and the lats by doing some kind of bridge or hip thrust. So it could be barbell hip thrust. I usually like to do band work in the beginning because yep. I don't want to smoke people. So it's usually a band resisted hip thrust, um, a 3D band bridge. So just like a glute bridge with a band, um, abduction, Uh, band bridge with abduction um, and then just some kind of lat pull down very very simple like straight arm pull down really lightweight think explosive concentrics pause at the bottom feel the muscle work and just get things fired up and then if it's a squat or a press day i'll usually do like a hamstring work for the squat just because when you get the hamstrings working the stability in the knee is a little bit better so it gets more range of motion it helps uh, breed a safer squat so you can do. Single leg hip thrust, you can do hamstring curls, whatever you want, and then usually some kind of face pull, like upper, backward. So face pull, high pulls. Band pull apart. Band pull apart, yep. anything like that, because that's gonna help with your bench press, your overhead press, um, uh, front squats, anything like that. So, and that's like I said, like two sets, two, three sets of anywhere between six to 15 reps of lighter weight, controlling the movement, pausing, things like that. Yeah, And I think we can both agree on yep, that. Everybody sure. should do that. So that's kind of just part of the warm up. So then we go into explosive work which is typically – now you don't have to do explosive work um, because if we're – the first kind of set that we're going to program in is usually going to be a strength dominant. So I would say if if you're working in the three to six rep range, you're going real heavy, your central nervous system is going to fire up pretty rapidly as you warm up. So what I would suggest is just focusing on explosiveness in those warm up sets but if you're doing hypertrophy work like and you're in the eight plus rep range for your compound i would highly suggest doing some kind of uh, power work and that doesn't mean you can't do power work if you're doing lower rep range still but um i'm talking sprint throw jump slam um snatch something that is explosive
1: heavy like one to three reps but just get your central n- nervous system fired up yeah for for most people I, I think i you know i tend to give them uh like slams whether it's kneeling slams um or standing cuz it's uh, dummy proof it's so exactly, safe right? right and
0: even I do that like as part of like and this isn't even sometimes in my program I just go over and do a couple sets b- to get the central nervous system primed up um but I think if you want to get into like specific work and explosive stuff there is so many cool options like I know I went through a phase where I loved the dumbbell snatch like I really wanted, it right. and it was like more of a skill thing like right. I wanted to get really good at it or you were big on box jumps same thing like that can be replaced with it but in that case you have to spend more time there because you can't just go oh, I'm going to do two sets of real quick box jumps like you got to work up to it explode work on landing think about skill work the slam if, if it's purposely just for central nervous system stimulant, you can walk over, do eight slams, take a thirty second break, eight mm. more slams, and you're good. With a really light ball too. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. I think I use like the four to eight pounds. Yeah. Like you don't need anything crazy. I always think that's funny. Like guys especially will be I'll be like all right we're going jam ball slams. They'll grab like a twenty five pound jam ball. They can barely pick over their head and I'm like, bro,
1: that defeats the purpose. I got I got one guy out of all my clients, I got forty something clients, I got one guy who can slam the eighteen pound ball with the most fucking power i've ever seen Man. it's insane like he i mean he probably deadlifts i mean he deadlifts close to 500 pounds um i mean without trying and like you know i, I give him this eight pound Dyna ball, and he slams <laughs> it right because i'm like yeah i was like you don't need a heavy ball right like you know we'll yeah. just start with this eight pound Dyna ball. and because he does like everything is just nonchalant so yeah. i was like you know I really just want to cue him through, like, creating as much power as he can, like, not, and not pussyfoot it, right? So, he slams his ball. I don't know what it is about the slam. Like, he just, you know, I guess he loves that exercise. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Slams, and it, it literally goes up over his head. Like, it, he slams it, hits the ground, and fucking flies up over his head. And I'm like, and I don't have ever seen. They don't bounce like that. I don't think I've ever seen anybody do that. So, I was like, okay, if, before he busts the ball, yeah. I stopped him after, like, two reps. I was like, "Here's a heavier ball." We went up to twelve. Same thing, right? So I had to give him the eighteen-pound ball. I mean, it's coming right back up to like that's his sternum, crazy. and he can. Sl- I mean, he's slamming. it Well, in, in that, with that a case, he's still doing what's benefit, right? right? So if you're
0: picking up a ball that's so big that you can't actually generate a lot of power, it's pointless, yeah. right? Even pro athletes are using eight-pound balls because they can generate force with. That's the purpose, right? right? So that's hella funny though. That's impressive. Yeah. Um, did I talk? Did I? I, told, I think I told you about it. Did I tell you about hitting myself in the face with a med ball? No. Yeah. So, so <laughs> I'm going to give a little disclaimer for people out there. Because a lot of people listening are like, and I get this with my online clients all the time. They're like, well, I, I only have
1: a medicine ball. Yeah,
0: I only <laughs> have a medicine me ball, face. right? Like yeah, I can't yeah. bounce that. Yeah. So the key to doing this is you grab yoga mats. So if you lay a few yoga mats on the floor, you can slam a, a med ball and it'll literally barely bounce because yeah. it absorbs a shock. So I'm up in Seattle working with one of my clients uh, at his condo. They have a really nice gym up there downtown. And, and I'm like, hey, go grab a couple yoga mats. I'm going to go grab a med ball and like I'm gonna, we're going to do some explosive work. And this was, again, this is ex- at this exact phase. And he hasn't done this with me yet. So he co- brings a couple yoga mats out and I grab the med ball and I'm explaining how I want him to go about it. So I'm like in my head, I'm like, okay, there's this a six pound ball. I'm going to destroy this shit so he understands. Like you need to slam the shit out of this ball and he didn't grab yoga mats he grabbed like the really hard firm mats kind of like what gym lining is so they're rubber like thick rubber yeah and he grabbed like two of them and it's thick i'm like oh this is perfect bro i and i was trying to impress him a little bit you know like show him (laughs) like dude like crush this ball i reach overhead and slam it so fucking hard and it bounces straight back up and just pops me in the nose. <laughs> like, so tough that my nose immediately starts bleeding. When oh, yeah. was this? Uh, uh, this is, dude, my nose is still like, I still got a scab that, in that there. That was like last week, right? A couple weeks ago. Yeah, yeah a few weeks ago. ago. I slammed it so hard that it hits me in the face. like You know when like, like a boxer gets punched and his head just knocks back and it yeah. almost looks like his head bounces off his back? Yeah. Like That's what my head did. And he's just like oh shit are you okay and I'm like wipe the blood up I'm like yeah I'm, I'm cool I'm gonna go grab a different mat and like walk away immediately trying to like wipe my eyes so my eyes are watering I walk back and I'm like bro I'm just gonna be honest my nose fucking hurts I'm gonna go to the bathroom he's like alright no worries so I like went and wiped it up but people out there make sure you grab the right mats yoga mats work Bounce it and step away just to be sure first. Oh. Don't just trust whatever Matt is there. He
1: was laughing his ass <laughs> oh, off yeah, as soon as, soon as, as, as you left. He's like, this fucker's was making me tears. do burpees That's shit. That's hilarious. Oh, dude, it was Karma's bad. a bitch. Yeah, dude,
0: it was bad. Karma, I'm, like, right? I'm a nice guy. I
1: don't need karma. You didn't even say that with confidence. He said it so quiet, <laughs> too. I'm a, I'm a nice
0: guy. <laughs> oh, yeah, that guy loves me. He actually thanked me. He was like, I always see people doing burpees in here, man. I'm really... Thankful you haven't given me any burpees. I was like, "Do you like burpees?" He's like, "No." I was like, "Well, I'm not gonna give you burpees then."
2: Is that how it works?
0: (laughs) For some people. (laughs) No, but I mean, like for him, like here's the here's the difference. Is like burpees are great, but we're up in Seattle. Uh, I work with him once a week. The rest of the days, it's just like an online client. Like he does the programs I send. If he hates burpees, he's not gonna do them, or he's gonna do them with very very low. Gotcha energy and enthusiasm right like if i'm there coaching you in person it's a little bit different but even at the same token like especially after the personality programming like style stuff i've actually considered taking things out like that that people hate Mm -hmm. but some people get off on like i hate burpees but i know like afterwards i feel great because i crush them and it gets my heart rate up then in that case i think it's different so i don't have that feeling and it depends because well there's a certain personality type that like i hate burpees okay well i challenge you to do 20 you know uh like in with a 30 second rest blah 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 and they'll be like all right fuck you i'm gonna do it yeah and it it motivates them and then other people shut down so it depends yeah i think i'm in that third category yeah he's he's harm avoidance i'm sure yeah it's the same category i'm definitely harm avoidance it's i hate it because it just sounds bad yeah you know what I mean? Like, what was the what was the first one? A novelty seeker. A novelty seeker. That sounds badass, and it's none of them are like better than the other if you really think right, about right. it, because they you all just have to be aware. Yeah, they yeah, all have right. benefits. Like, yeah. like the dopamine level of the harm avoidance is actually the the best level yeah. of all of them, which is a good thing. But it's oh, like, yeah, but like it's just, just kind of
1: like, fuck, I'm harm avoidance. Like, I'm
0: <laughs> don't hurt me.
2: <laughs> <Aww>. <laughs> like it just sounds. What what what's yours? He's uh, so seeker.
1: I'm novelty seeker. Like. Pretty dominant. Um, I have been
0: taking the test, but... No, I, we were I listening, yeah, yeah, we were listening. We, Every single thing. We were, yeah. Like, Bing, Bing. Even Bing. I looked down and I was like, as do you? That'd be yeah. interesting. That'd be interesting to Yeah. Hear. But, like, there were certain category or things of the novelty seeker that I related to. And then when he went into the harm avoidance, then I was like, oh, shit, okay, that's yeah. more dominant. For and me. you can be, I mean, you can be all over the spectrum. Though, yeah. I mean, you
1: can be all three. It makes like, sense. You know, but for me, like, I'm definitely novelty you seeker dominant. Yeah. You're an
0: overthinker, so that's how I know you're a harm avoidance. <laughs> Big time. <laughs> huh? I wish you guys could see as the like you can't space not <laughs> <laughs> And 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 I do too. I overthink as well. But like I'm, I think I'm slowly moving more into the novelty seeker as I get better about taking action and not overthinking things I like as much. Said,
2: uh, I'm an overthinker, so I'm thinking I'm gonna go into thinking about. Doing <laughs> that's true that. though. And like, and, but the reason but I'm I, a, I that,
0: avoidance I is because. I'm numbers like macros percentages from my program. Yeah, like yeah. I hate that I hate walking into the gym, not knowing what I'm doing. Like I have to be like, okay, yeah. here's my program. I have it days in advance and I'm ready to think about it. Well, how I'm going to execute it. Like,
1: okay. I'm yeah. yeah that's but it. it's interesting <laughs> because before we even, before we even learn about that stuff, we we've talked about on the show before that we are kind of like polar opposite when it comes to body type and how we train the things that we like. And how there's just different perspectives from, you know, uh, from both of us. So it's, it's interesting now to, to really hear that. And then it's like, Oh, okay. It makes a lot more sense. Especially after the, we did the like fiber type episode Yeah, and that's exactly what we talked about.
0: And then when he was covering the rep ranges and set ranges and intensity levels of those two different categories, it completely jived with what we were talking about, which was funny. It's crazy. Yeah,
1: It's dope though. Anyway, so Mobility, we, we went over that. Um, activation, we went over that. Power, um, central we went nervous over that system, central primer. nervous system, exactly.
0: And like, let's explain like why that's important because a lot of people are like, "Well, I don't give a shit about," you know what I mean? So like, or, or think about this: like, people take pre workouts, why? Because it stimulates your central nervous system, right? The reason we want that is because you're more likely to be more explosive. You're more likely to get build strength. You're more likely to create tension inside your muscles to. Safely lift weights, right? You're gonna get a lot more done if your sensory nervous system's fired. Plain and simple, you're more cognitive function, all that stuff. So, like, that's the main purpose behind
1: it. It's it's interesting too. So if you if you ever think about because I've definitely had these days where I've committed to a training session, and or I know that I should go work out, and I really do not want to go train, right? Mm-hmm. But once you start with something. Whether it's activation work or foam rolling and you start to get, you know, the the blood going to your muscles and stuff like that, you feel the pump, right? Like, then it's like, okay, like, I'm going to go on to the next thing. You know what I mean? So, it, it kind of takes that snowball effect. Like, once you start, then it's, it's really easy to continue and complete that training session. So, yeah. not only is that good for, you know, power development and, uh, you know, being more explosive, um, but uh it's also good because now you're i mean you're just so you're ready right like that's exactly what you're doing like you're priming yourself yeah Yeah. exactly absolutely and one thing to remember too is strength is a neural
0: adaptation 100 percent so you can be jacked but if your central nervous system is shit you are not going to be strong right so if we work on our neurological side of things then we're going to be more efficient in strength lifting so that's another thing to just consider so all right. After that, we go into our compound lifts, essentially, right? Yeah. So, like, in, in with the compound lifts, the bench, squat, deadlift, um, overhead press,
1: pulling can be considered. But I I have to throw pull-ups in there or chin-ups because it is a, it is a basic movement pattern, right? Like right. But compound, I would say, is it, it. I guess. It's I don't
0: like I as I'm saying it I don't want to put like compound lifts in a cage of like it's only these things because I don't agree with that but I do think that every program should contain those and they should take the priority over pull ups simply because it takes more energy more uh, skill more focus uh, there's more injury risk so to me I'm like chin ups pull ups come in
1: to like the accessory work I I think that it doesn't get looked at because it's not in competition other than uh, CrossFit and you got fucking kipping pull-ups, yeah. which is the most bullshit thing ever. So if you're doing kipping pull-ups, like, suck it up. Fit yeah, exactly. Needs. I don't give a fuck. Like, dude, <laughs> it's the most ridiculous exercise ever. There's nothing, like, there's no strength involved in that. Like, hardly any. I mean, there is, but, like, at the same time, like, it's a lot. You're not going to bust out 50 pull-ups. No, I agree. And, you know I what agree. I, mean?
0: I think, I don't like it because it's just, it's just not smart on the joints. I will say that I th- am okay with swinging if you're doing a ring uh, muscle-up. Right or or a barbell
1: muscle up because you can swing and it still takes massive strength. But look at like gymnasts though, right? Like Mm -hmm. when they get up on the rings, like those fucking guys, they're jets. It's insane. That's yeah, that's crazy. I can't do that shit. Yeah, but at the same time, like I, I definitely don't want to like I value my joints more than ever to like not do that. Yeah, you know, and that's why there's so many injuries. Um, but uh, again, like. I don't know. Like it, it just it's because it's not in sport, like if it's not like an Olympic lift or, you know, like powerlifting, I don't think it really gets put. But like if you're if you really think about how we move and like just the evolution of of humans and like what like, I agree. you know, like that you have to do that. Yeah. You know, I would put a big row horizontal
0: row before I would put a big chin up for most people just because I know it's that's just just how now that that people are positioned and how they move but I mean if we're looking at programming for the masses like you got to be practical yeah you know what I'm saying so here's what I would say then instead of compound lifts let's say this what is your main focus right so for me there was a phase where um a pendulate row was like one of my compound lifts because on one of my like my main focus was building my back so I did a, a pull from the floor right so I think that that should be your main focus because there's going to be women out there that maybe they have back issues or their main focus is a hip thrust then that can be your compound right. lift. you know what i mean so the first thing you're going to do here is is going to be your main focus um, usually that just happens to be a squat deadlift bench overhead press or some kind of heavy pull um, and you can superset those right so if you're doing full body two or three times a week it might be a squat in a heavy row or chin up and then a deadlift in a A horizontal press and then you might have a day where it's an overhead press and something else right so you can switch those things up but the main purpose is your big compound main lift right and then for rep ranges i guess that's that's where it's going to change across the board if you're looking for power and speed you might be doing six sets of three if you're looking for pure strength you might be doing four or five six sets of four to six reps if you want hypertrophy you're probably going to be in that four or five sets of eight to twelve, right? So you can do anything and you should waive those but two-thirds of what your volume should be in, uh, two-thirds of your volume should be in what your main focus is. So for me, if hypertrophy is my focus, I might do a full four-week block, uh, four sets of eight for my compound lift, then go four sets of 10 the next block and then the final block I'm doing five by five because one third of it still needs to be strength so I can maintain that right and then I come right back to the hypertrophy rep ranges right so I think that's a good like for me right now and you can do this uh, throughout the week as well it doesn't need to be full blocks and this is actually what I think would be smarter is like daily undulated periodization so Monday for me is five by five Wednesday for me is five by five and then today would be my third lifting day it's all in the 8 to 20 rep range because only one third of my training right
1: now is focused on hypertrophy. Does that make sense? Yep. Would you have anything to add to that? So, I love what Max said, um, and about like body awareness. About body awareness, and that's really kind of the the approach that that I've taken. So I don't necessarily have anything written down. I don't uh, have a, a a written workout that I, that I'm following. What my focuses are is deadlift, bench, and squat, right? So the means change, meaning I'm not always going to do a trap bar deadlift and I'm not always going to do a barbell deadlift. So it, it's going to change week to week, whether I elevate it. Um, let's let's take my, my Monday training session, for example. So I did deadlifts. Week one, I did five sets of two, right? And I felt great. Week two, I did three sets of three and uh, because I wanted to increase the uh, the rep count with the same amount of weight, right? And after that third set, right, like I was like, okay, like I definitely don't feel like I'm going to get another set in to where the reps are going to be as clean. Right. So I stopped right there. And then I went on to my accessory work. So as far as building that number, right, or building y- your, your trap bar deadlift, I would say like do what – make sure that you're training successful reps, but it's probably going to be anywhere from like three to five sets of, uh, three to five reps for, for most people. Exactly. And, and and not to go over, um, 80 per 80%. And I think um, like most people, but I think
0: like a lot of coaches can listen to you say that and understand that and get it and and apply that. But there's going to be a lot of people who just aren't at that point. So I think that there's levels to everything. And Level one is like, you're new to this stuff and you should follow a program, but you shouldn't be tied down to the number on the paper. So if your paper says five sets of five and you underestimated the load, maybe you do a little bit less or a little bit more if you overestimate it, right? So like you can play with that a little bit and add a rep, add some weight, whatever. Um, And then there's the advanced lifter, which there's gonna be two ways to look at this. People like us who are mainly just lifestyle based. We wanna have muscle, we wanna be lean, and we wanna feel really good. Now. For us, we might like for me, I'm because, like I said, my personality type, I do have five by five. Right. And I adjust my load, how much I lift depending on how my body feels. And then my accessory work changes. Like I have a, a horizontal row and then some curls. Like I can change that up as long as it's in the same rep range, same movement pattern. Right. But there's also the advanced lifter who is powerlifting, physique athlete, very, very specific goal. In that case, like I think you should be tied down to the paper to be honest with you. Like you should adjust load to make sure you don't get hurt. But if you're competing in anything or you have a very, very structured specific goal, I think it's important that you're at an advanced level that you need to stick to
1: the script and really dial things in. I will say that some people are gonna get sick of by I mean by week three after two weeks of doing the same program and and then they see on the board that they have the same thing in week three, they're gonna be fucking unmotivated to train. Mm-hmm. Personality right? type though. So exactly you know what I mean. But and 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 what where I'm going with this is that's where you need to hire a coach. Yeah. And that's where you need to outsource. How so, do I
0: switch this and still make progress? Yeah,
1: like get over it. You're you're not always gonna be able to to program for yourself. You're not always gonna be able just to train for yourself just because you wanna save money yeah. or you feel that it's not worth it. Um like you you have to seek uh you, you have to seek out a coach. And this is this is true for even coaches, right? Like, yeah. you know, there's there's that saying that we always say is is uh every coach needs a coach, whether it's in training, whether it's in your personal life, whatever, um, you need a little help. Yeah. So I think that the biggest thing too is, is, is to drop the ego and like learn more about movement. There's so many different exercises. There's so many ways to do, do things that, um, you're, you're not going to learn it by yourself, right? Yeah. Like there cut, is no self-made, right? Like I everything. hate what
0: I fucking hate when people say that. I, it's funny how, like you change over time though like i used to think that was like i think growing up and listening to a lot of hip-hop you hear that a lot and so in my mind i was like yeah i'm gonna be self-made someday and right. i would say it and right. i'd want it and like i would think like i'm gonna create something do something
1: yeah they're dumb as fuck
0: and then and then i well then i like grew up and i realized like i need Nobody's, help yeah. and that's okay like yeah. you know what i mean and then i got help and then i grew and way more everybody's had help every single person like no matter everybody what. but all right, so compound lifts, main lift, like your main focus, that's going to be your bread and butter of what you want to get done. There's a lot of rep ranges, a lot of sets, a lot of intensities. So that stuff is all individual, so we can't really break that down. But the main thing is this is your priority. You've already worked your mobility, you've primed your body in multiple ways, and now you're focusing on your main priority lift. Then we're going to get into accessory work. Now, again, this kind of goes all over the board. It could be in the 6 rep range, 6 to 8, 8 to 10, 12 to 15. I usually start at the lower and go up. So for a general client, we might be doing sets around four to six for their strength work, and then around six to eight for like their single leg movement and their single leg or single arm, like row or push or overhead press or whatever they're doing. That's gonna supplement that big lift. So if their focus is a squat and an overhead press then maybe their assistant work is a single arm bench press and a Bulgarian split squat or lunge or RDL or whatever we need to work on to that's weak for them that will help build that strength. Usually I stay in the 6 to 10 rep range because that time I'm focusing on building strength, building control, and learning how to use the muscle properly. Right. Then you kind of get into the metabolic fatigue stuff. So and then it's like, okay, let's focus on building some muscle, cranking up the metabolic fatigue, get some metabolite burn in there, burn some calories, get your heart rate up. That's when we're like okay, EDT's, 12, 15, 20 rep range, high high rep squats, um swings, rows, chin-ups, curls, all that kind of stuff, right? And those are also tailored towards what you want to build. Like for me, like as I'm sure everybody on here knows, like I I like training my arms. Like I always want big arms. That comes at the very, very end because I don't need like need to focus very hard on doing it. Right. It's easy to train my arms so I can and do it. It's a in, much smaller muscle. Exactly. So I squat, deadlift, do all that stuff first, and at the end, I'll do some curls. Like I think yeah. that's important. And then if you're going to add cardio, like any type of high-intensity interval, that comes at the end as well because, again, like it's kind of brainless. Uh, you just need to get after it. And it's and it's more beneficial to do at the end because if you did if you did five six intervals on ropes or an bike before you squat like your squat's gonna be right, garbage. Right. So, but I think that I mean, as a template that breaks it down, we can't go too in depth because it's so individual. Like right. you guys would have to reach out to us personally for us to program for you. More than anything. Yeah.
1: I mean, I, I've had a lot of people hit me up for, like, free program, and I've just been directing them to uh, the podcast. Cause I, there, there's so, there's so much, I mean, obviously free content that, that we're giving out that it, it's kind of crazy not to implement and sort of play around. And, and a lot of like, like what I said earlier, right? Like, you know, our intern came up to me and, or came up to both of us and, and asked us about programming. And this is, I feel like a good starting place. I also did an episode on foundational strength, um, which is, uh, again, great it's a great it, episode to, to so, dig into this stuff. Yeah. So like, that's where, I mean, take some notes and then kind of play around with it a little bit. Um, but it's, it's, it's all trial and error because even if I was to give somebody, uh, a program and I wasn't. I wasn't actually coaching them and I was just saying, here's your program. It's not going to happen. Exactly. Yeah. It's not going to work. So. Well, and, that's what, like,
0: and I have no problem when people hit me up and they're like, yo, I wrote, I listened to what you said. I read that blog you posted. Right, right. I that's wrote different. this program but I can't decide if this single or offset step up versus the bull gaining split squat would help my squat more if I'm doing this on Tuesday and this on Friday. Do you think the eight, you know what I mean? Like very, very specific question. Yeah. I'm more than happy. All I had right. somebody the other day was like, yo, I'm going to get back into training. What's a good workout I can do?
1: yeah okay bro yeah.
0: I didn't even respond because it's like i get because i get messages and emails all the time like yeah. the last thing i want to do is like what like you should know come on man like but i think that i think that nails it down as far as how many times a week you should train that's all individual too right. you gotta look at your lifestyle and figure all that out but if you guys have any questions on this specific episode this specific topic um, hit us up on the Mindverse Muscle IG. That's a really easy place to get us, or obviously on our personal pages. Actually, in fact, you know what? Like, there's a lot of people checking in to our IG that don't actually follow us. So I feel like you guys should follow us too, because there's a lot of content on me and Theo's Instagrams and Facebooks and our websites that we don't get onto the Mindverse Muscle uh, page. So. Right at TheoBui, at Cody.BoomBoom on Instagram, and you can find all our links on the stuff. But follow us, and then you can ask us questions
1: directly, and we can help you out. And for those of you who don't want to post your questions, I understand that some people like to keep their stuff private or might feel embarrassed to to ask a question. You can also email uh, myversmuscle at gmail.com. And just let us know if you don't want us to say your name. Plain and simple. Because we do, I feel like we get that a lot. Like, we'll be like, yo, it's
0: QA time. We'll get hella messages. Yeah,
1: that was a personal question. <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah. So let us know
1: if you want to be unknown. Otherwise, we will shout you out. So sure. appreciate right, y'all for it. listening. If you love the Mind versus Muscle podcast, want more free content, and you want to support the movement, share this podcast and leave us a five star rating and review. To get your questions answered on the next episode, see the show notes for our social media handles and hashtag Mind versus Muscle.